are goddamn right. Doesn't get much, much funkier than that. Makes you feel good. Making a record podcast. How's everybody doing? But this is our first podcast of this year. I miss you guys. How's everybody doing? How's that beginning of the year treating all of you? It's been treating me really, really good. A little bit hectic. But I'm, I'm liking this. I hope the rest of the year stays like this. Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year to y'all. Ah. <laughs> Alrighty, so this episode is brought to you by Kilohertz Plugins. Now, if you are a sound engineer, if you are an overall audio enthusiast, or even if you're looking to start... I'm telling you, you have to start with Kilohertz plugins. Kilohertz has tons of the audio effects you use every day, packaged nicely in efficient plugins for all major DAWs. Um, creative workflow and quick results is what Kilohertz is all about. Go to makingarecord.net, which is the podcast website, and you're going to scroll down until you see the Kilohertz banner. You're going to click on it, and just for doing that little... Um, feet right there you will get a 10 percent discount on any and all plugins you buy from kilo hearts now this is why i like kilo hearts kilo hearts they it, it sounds different they sound good but sounding good is not enough anymore there's too much technology too much technology out there you know everybody can make a nice compressor everybody can make a nice reverb but what is that extra 20% that is going to separate you from the rest? Well, this is it. Kilo Hearts plugin has that extra 20% that it, they just, it sounds different. It sounds cool. It gives whatever you're working on a, a, a different characterist, characteristic, different, different personality. Well, that's what's going on with Kilo Hearts plugin. So again, you're going to go to makingarecord.net. You're going to scroll down to Kilo Hearts. Until you see the big red heart with the Kilo Hearts banner. And then you're going to click on it and that will direct you to the Kilo Hearts website. And just for doing that, you will get a 10% discount on your purchase. That is Kilo Hearts Plugins. Also, this episode is brought to you by us, Making a Record. Go to makingarecord.net. Subscribe to this thing if you are enjoying it. I'm all the time talking either by myself or talking with really, really cool people in my life that I believe you would um, appreciate as much as I do. <laughs> Happy New Year to all of you. How's everybody doing? Now, I've had an amazing I've had an amazing end to 2018. Uh, and I've had an amazing beginning of 2019. This is what's going on. I the, the my last gig of the year last night was in Maldives. I was I had a show there, a New Year's Eve show at the Conrad Hotel in Maldives. Please, please do yourself a favor, Google it. Conrad Maldives. It's ridiculous. 
I mean, Maldives, it, it has to be fake. You look at it and your eyes cannot believe the amount of beauty. And it's weird. Like, I got booked for that show at least seven months in advance. And I was like, right, cool, we're going to Maldives. But my brain didn't process where the hell we were going until I got there. Even the, like the last two days, even the last day I'm packing, I'm putting my stuff in a bag. And, and I just didn't, my brain didn't understand what going to Maldives was. And it's a far-ass trip. We flew Hong Kong, Singapore, Singapore, Malay. Malay is the capital of Maldives. And then to get to the island that we were going to go to, we had to take a smaller plane, like a seaplane, something like that. And uh, we, I mean, that was the main idea, but there was bad weather, so we had to take another plane that would land us in an island close by. Then we had to take a speedboat that was going to take us all the way there. So it's, it's not easy to get there. But God damn, once you're there, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's one of the most private, private exclusive islands in the world, would I say? I mean, there's just Maldives is 1,191 islands. And I believe the Conrad is one has to be the most exclusive one, I, I believe. One of the most expensive hotels in Maldives. And we had the chance of performing there for New Year's with an amazing crowd. Everybody was in it. It's the New Year's Eve show. Everybody was there to have fun. The whole place is just sand and beautiful water, beautiful people, great food. I, I must have gotten like 10 pounds over just by eating all the good stuff there. But we were treated like kings. I, I can't say enough. I, I want to say thank you to Franz Mathis, the, man, the food and beverage manager uh, of the Conrad in Maldives. He treated us like royalty. Um, he did much more than what he was supposed to. And uh, I can't say thank you enough. Have you seen that underwater restaurant uh, in Maldives, if if you haven't, just Google it now, real quick. Just write Conrad Hotel on the Water uh, restaurant. Uh, he opened that restaurant for us, just for us. That place was closed down by the time we were there. He literally just told us come in. He opened the place for us, and it's breathtaking. Is I believe I believe they have two under. There are two underwater restaurants in Maldives, and that one in particular was the first one ever in the world. He was telling us how they held, um, they they got that thing down, because they, first they brought this tube thing, and then the calculations didn't go right, so that thing wouldn't sink. So they just started putting, like, trying to, you know, sink it with sand, and the whole thing... And then once it was done and it was steady, then, you know, like cement to keep it down and the whole thing. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. And once you're there, you're, you're dining or lunching or eating, whatever, amongst the, the sharks and beautiful um, 
fish and corals and stuff like that. It's it was just breathtaking, and um, I knew when we were there that it was gonna be a special occasion, and it was beautiful. I posted a photo on my Instagram. If you wanna try to find it, it's uh, Jordy Guz. So J O R D I E G U Z as in zebra. Uh, and I posted a photo of of you know that place, and it's just amazing. That's where they also have the that room underwater. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, I didn't get to see that because the room was taken by uh, by real royalty for like about a week. So we didn't get to see that, but it was amazing. I mean, we walked right in front of it. Again, you know, it was beautiful. It was it was a time that I will never, ever, ever forget. And I hope to get back there and play another show soon. Thank you so much. That was Maldives. And uh, again, it was a. It's been a great end uh, beginning of the 2019. I haven't stopped. That's why I haven't posted any podcast before this, but. The first podcast of this year had to be none other with my really good friend Tess Collins. Tess is my guest today. She took me to this beautiful 59th floor, I believe, of the Four Seasons Hotel in Hong Kong with this amazing, glorious view of the harbor. And you can see the Kowloon side and you can see the Hong Kong side. That day in particular, there were no clouds. It was just blue skies, beautiful sun, and the majestic scenery of Hong Kong. So that's where we did the podcast. She didn't come to the studio. She didn't come to the studio. She was like, fuck that. I don't want, we're not doing a four wall thing. We're doing this where it's supposed to be. And Tess Collins is an amazing singer that I've known for some time. She is an overall hilarious person to hang out with. She takes it and she gets it back. So I really wanted to sit down and have fun with my really good friend, Tess Collins. Give it up. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Do you realize that my voice changes when I put a microphone up to it? It becomes lower and more sexual. You, <laughs> <laughs> you were just sounding different when we... <laughs> I know. <laughs> we Every just... time. I don't know what it is. Okay, great. All right. So where are we? Because this is... Um, like I want you to describe what we're looking at okay. right now. We're looking at the beautiful harbor view of Hong Kong. We can see both sides. Yeah. It's pretty magical. You don't get many places in Hong Kong where you actually get to see both sides. Yeah, unobstructed view. Yeah, like you're either in one of the sides, mm-hmm. um, but you don't get to see both of the sides unless you're at the peak. Exactly, and you're looking down on it. But this is like the perfect view right in the middle. And So we are in, in yeah. a, on a, what, 40, uh, what? 59th floor. 59th floor yes. of the beautiful Hong Kong. We have a great day. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's nice. It's blue skies. Um... No pollution. No pollution. It's a beautiful day. 
Thank you for bringing me here. This is a fun place. Well, I'm glad that you came on down. I know. Have you been? And this What's is making me nervous holding this microphone like this and talking. Okay, well, <laughs> usually I would have a mic stand for you. Okay. Okay. But that's well, at the I, studio. I that up. You okay, brought me right. here yeah. to this shitty place. Oh I my know. god, I can't believe you brought me here. And um so you get no st mic stand. Okay, well that's fine. I'll you got me coffee. Practice. You're nice. <laughs> Free coffee throughout the whole interview, actually. I know. So aren't you lucky? Uh, this, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> trade myself for anybody, right? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Well, this is the first one of the year. Yep. How have you been? Good. 2019, it's going to be a year, right? Yeah. A lot of changes, a lot of excitement. and um, What excites you about this year? Um, a new year, I think. Fresh, clean start, and... Yeah, you have nothing to look back on. You're just looking forward of things that you can accomplish, goals, yeah, um, new adventures. And you think the past year, like how quickly did last yeah. year go by? That's a little scary, actually. In Hong Kong, it. years go fa by faster. Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. My family, they, they live in, I told you, Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> and time just... It's just stuck. You go back, and time. everyone's still doing the same thing. Everybody's still doing the same thing. <laughs> I love... not bad, I, but... I love Omaha. I love Omaha. Omaha steaks. Omaha steaks. Yeah. But I love it because I live here. Exactly. I don't yeah. have to live there. Right? So. But you're lucky that you actually can live in a city, do what you love. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, and I don't know, maybe there are people in Oklahoma, yeah. or in Omaha, but for them to be full-time musicians... I, that's and make true. and make a living. They I mean, would have to teach. They would have to. They would have to supplement their income in other ways. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the U.S., U.K., a lot of Europe. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Asia. It's freaking crazy just to think that um, we're here. You know, we do what we love. Um, we get to travel. We get to meet people that we have that in, in any other circumstance we would have not Come had on. the opportunity to yeah. meet. And it's. All of this is just because one day we said, yeah, I'd rather sing instead. <laughs> uh, or I'd rather play guitar. I'd rather yeah. play drums, whatever, you, you know. But did you give yourself a choice? Or um, was it more like, I'm doing music, this is what I'm doing? Okay, this is how it happened with me. I was, uh, I was really young. I was probably 13, and I was watching MTV with two of my friends. Okay. You I wanted was, to make a band? Uh, Form a band? Yeah, like <laughs> there was a Green Day, <laughs> there was a Green Day music video going on, and um, and my friend goes like, we should make a band. I was like, yeah, you know, doing the the gone hands with yeah, the yeah, signs. Yeah. I was like, right, what what are you gonna do? Is one of them was like, I'm gonna be the drummer. The guy was like, well, I'm gonna be the the guitar player and the singer. What about you, Jordy? And I'm like, I'm gonna be the other guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I didn't know there was a bass. You just thought that was I, I didn't, an electric, I did another good, not, bigger it was, yeah. guitar. Okay. But but I actually wanted the guitar because girls don't like the bass players. I was they like, don't realize they do. Yes, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Until they do. Guitar is just, it's out there. It's more sexy. It's, I don't know, people love the licks that you can do on a guitar. Like when you solo on a guitar, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. You solo on a bass and you're like, okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. They were like, what the Not to don't... be mean. I love bass players. We need them. Yeah. Like we But love girls them. don't go However, like, oh my God, the bass player. Yeah. They don't do that, right? So obviously at 13, that was the reason why 
you were we trying to get all bag. those little girls. We all, exactly. <laughs> so I had I had these dreams of being on stage and like slow motion and then like this girl under like, oh my Putting God. her arms up and just wanting <laughs> to touch you, throwing her bra at you. Exactly, okay, right. That, though, I, I, I used to go to, I used to go to, to bed thinking of it. Oh like, I, I would fall asleep dreaming. I was like, oh, my God. Or, and I would actually put a face on that person. Like, the, <laughs> that person would be a girl that I liked in school. Wow. And I was so like, that were, would be You fuck. had dreams. You were manifesting I'm a dreamer. Then. I'm a dreamer. You were making it happen. Because if you think about it, right? Yeah. Like, and you constantly think about something, do yeah. you believe that if you give yourself no choice, that you imagine yourself doing that, that it, like, it'll come true? Do you believe that? Um... Or some sort of version of that? I think it's definitely putting you in the right direction. Yeah, right? It, it has to. There's no other way around it. I mean, you know, maybe maybe it's not a, the secret kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. in the sense that... Like so you the read the universe, book then, obviously. I, I, or watched the movie. I watched the movie. Okay. Right? So I, I don't believe it in that sense, mm-hmm. right? In the sense that things are going to happen magically, right? But things would happen magically in your mind that would put you in the right track of doing these things. Totally. And motivate you exactly. to do certain things. Like, do I think that if you just sit there and you dream, I'm going to ride an elephant one day, it's going to happen? No. Yeah. But if you actively, you have that dream and then you do things to make that happen, yeah. I think then it's going to happen. Exactly. Not, yeah, and maybe that's part of the secret. But the universe, I mean, think about this. This is something that... The universe is very giving, right? The mm-hmm. world is very giving. We all have what we need. Mm-hmm. Or can have what we need. Like, it's an open book, right? Yeah. But for you, you might want to have been famous. Whereas to maybe a friend down the street, that was yeah. their worst nightmare. They would hate yeah. being on stage. They yeah. would hate. So you guys don't have the same dream. Yeah. So for you to obtain it, I think is is possible. Exactly. Right? Because we all don't want the same things. Like, some people in Omaha, they want yeah. to, you know, be at home every night yeah. after work, chilling yeah. with their kids, living the dream. Whereas you want to be rocking out on stages and, and, and partying till 5 a.m. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that for the record. Um, But that's the thing. Well, that's the thing, you know, like success, everybody has their own definition of Mm -hmm. success, you know. But at the same time, most people would define success for other people based on their own standards. Totally. Totally. You know, like, like, um, which is one of the reasons, you know, like my family was not a. My family was not a musical family. They liked music, but they were not musicians, right? Okay. So my family is the typical family of um, you work, you go to school, you get a degree, and you get a nine-to-five job. And then yeah. hopefully you're gonna, then hopefully you're going to get a house that you're going to owe for the rest of your life. Lucky you. <laughs> and lucky fucking you, right? So they, they look at me in a weird way, like, well, what are you, yeah, musicians? It's, it's hard to understand sometimes, right? Yeah. Like our lifestyle is, well, when they say, oh, well, what time did you get up in the morning? Yeah, well, okay, I got up at 10 or 11. But I was actually working until midnight. And then I had such a good show, and I spoke, you know, you speak to people, and you're hanging Mm -hmm. out until 2. By the time you get home, you're still on a high, a natural high, that you're not going to bed until 4. Yeah. So for us, that is a normal schedule. Yeah. You say that to someone that gets up at 6 Mm a.m. to work out, but is in bed at 9 p.m. every night. Mm -hmm. They won't understand it. And and it, I think actually sometimes, and I've come across this, they'll be like, well, you're lazy. Like, yeah. what do you, you sleep all day? No, yeah. I work at yeah. night when you're sleeping, actually. They ask you, what, what's your real job? Oh, my God, I get that all. Oh. <laughs> well, I actually don't get that anymore. But when I, I can't tell you that to me. Or, or it's, um, when is this, when are you going to move on from this? Yeah. This little hobby of yours. Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, I make a living. I probably, like, 
I make more than the yeah. average salary in the yeah. U.S., so I think that's okay, right? And I, I do what I love, and yeah. I choose my hours. And you choose your hours. <laughs> I, I, I took, we went to a, a, a friend's house one day, and um, he lives far, so we, like, a, a group of people just, like, met up and took a taxi together. You know, we were all going yeah, to yeah. his house. And there was this guy that I did not know. I have no idea who he is. And uh, when we got to the place, we were like, all right, so... Uh, Let's all share the taxi. And he, the guy goes like, oh, no worries, no worries. Uh, I have a real job. What? I was like, you fucking asshole. Because he found out you were a musician, so yeah. you couldn't afford the friggin' taxi. A taxi. Unbelievable. I couldn't afford to this share in Hong Kong. Taxi. That was in Hong Kong. A banker. Of course. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> there are some nice bankers out there. There are some but nice bankers. more of them look at, what do they think that you're doing? Like, I don't know. But like, like in your case, like, what was that moment that you? What was that turning point that you decided? You know what? I'm gonna sing. That's oh, what I'm gonna do. There was no option for me. It was. I mean. Always. Yeah. So when I was in, you know, first grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because some people don't know understand yeah, what first a, grade yeah. means. But so when I what you're like seven or something. Yeah. Um, and our teacher asked us, "What do you want to be?" Mm-hmm. So I planned it all out that I was going to be a singer, but I was also going to be a lawyer on the weekends, and I was going to run my parents' business. I was going to be a business. lawyer, too. <laughs> I was going to be a lawyer, too. There you go. Yeah, there you right. go. So I was clearly a motivated little child that, you know, I had plans. Um, but for me, music was, I don't know, an escape. It was everything. It was perfect. Yeah. It was when I was angry or sad, I could go to the piano and play for half an hour and it was literally it was a release it was like going mm-hmm. for a run right for mm-hmm. some people or whatever people do to relax yeah that to me as a child you can't really go out drinking to relax yeah. right so I was at the piano and that to me was just um I don't know it was something that I couldn't describe and no other person could give me that mm. right so and even give to myself like you have to take care of yourself and that was something that was taking care of me so I, yeah, I played in the band and I started piano lessons when I was really young and then um, took voice lessons and played the flute and then played the trombone. What the, the heck? The yeah. recorder? No, the actual flute. Like, oh. like hold it on the side, like the flute. <laughs> the flute. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then I just, yeah, I looked at music schools and, you know, I think people try to be supportive, but they try to be realistic sometimes with you when you're younger, which... Gosh, if I ever have kids, I'll just tell them you can be whatever the heck you yeah. want. But you have to work hard and you have to make it happen, yeah. right? Yeah. But when people are like, and people did say this to me, oh, well, you know, why don't you look at, why don't you go for teaching? Or, yeah. you know, get a music education degree yeah. or do this. And it was just like, no, I want to sing. Like if I yeah. go for a marketing degree or a music education, yeah. I won't be singing. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I, know, I know my personality. I'll focus on that. And this will just become something that was a dream. But, you know, yeah. be realistic. Like yeah. you need to pay bills. Yeah. Why can't I pay bills singing? Yeah. And that was my yeah. mentality. So I went to music school, the Jackie McLean School of Jazz. And my first year, I was just doing jazz. But it was um, 2005, 2006, when my first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I soon realized, just getting a performance degree, mm-hmm. there, I needed more. Like, I needed to understand the business. Yeah. So my school actually had a music business degree as well that you could add on as a second degree. And I decided to um, take class on like entertainment law mm. and non-for-profit and just be exposed to how I could be in the music industry. Yeah. I worked at a record label while um, pursuing my own music. So you don't get screwed because you hear yeah. all these stories of everyone gets screwed, right? Yeah. 
And we all do at least once, especially, and you learn. <laughs> especially with with uh, with uh, entertainment laws, because they're all the time changing. Exactly. They're exactly, all the time changing. Exactly. Yeah. So I studied that and graduated, um, and for me it was, yeah. I, God, I graduated in two thousand nine. Right. Yeah. It seems like so long. Oh ago. wow! Oh, Ten year God, challenge. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, I yeah, I had a professor that was really supportive and. She Because I was like, oh, I'm going to look at law schools. That was where my head was at, you know, because it's 2009. We had the crash. Everything was going on. Like, the world was yeah. crazy. All my friends that graduated ahead of me were living with their parents. Yeah. I'm like, great, I'm going to have to move home, and then I'll probably won't leave. And, yeah. you know, so which there's just nothing wrong with. But it wasn't for me. So, um, yeah, I ended up, she, she was like, you can go to law school when you're older, like in five years or two years, but at least give your music a chance. Yeah. So she introduced me to some different club owners, and I was doing predominantly jazz music mm. at that point. But was I that always, your choice? Like, um, like you knew that you wanted to sing jazz, <laughs> right? right? And I had a degree in jazz. Okay. And um, I, one thing that I, I felt that I was able to do, especially my friends did not listen to jazz, and I, I mean, I listened to pop music, top mm -hmm. forty. That was all my stuff, country, whatever. Yeah. But. I was able to turn a jazz song where it was approachable for them. Mm -hmm. It was, if that makes sense. They were okay. able to see a jazz song but not think that you're scatting the whole time. Like, when people think of right. jazz, it's untouchable. Like, it's, um, I don't know the word. It's Well, uh, what I say is that jazz at times sounds difficult. It sounds mathematical, yeah. right? So when you get singers like uh, Nina Simone, for example. Yeah, unbelievable. She's amazing. They just make it relatable that's to the word that is exactly the word thank you relatable yes. so yes. i was able to so i was made i was able to make it relatable to yeah. people that were not exposed to jazz yeah. and they would hear me singing it with the tone that i have which yeah. is more like i can sing pop r&b yeah so they weren't scared of it in a way mm -hmm. right so they were able to understand it or i would sing i would do you know a jazz set but i would also enter like Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. Yeah. Or songs they knew, and they're like, oh, I know that one. And people get excited <laughs> when they know a song, right? Put their little hand in the yeah, air. Like, and Oh, shit, I know, I know that it. one. So, um, yeah, so I, was, so I started singing that. But I slowly found myself with my set list, if I did a show, like two sets, right? The first set would be jazz because you're making people happy. And then I always started more going towards blues, R&B, soul for the right. next set. Right. Joss Stone, Nina Simone, like yeah. I put a spell on you, but put yeah. it in a blues where it's yeah. like a ripping guitar solo yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And again, yeah. more relatable, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just didn't give myself a choice, but I was working my butt off. I was not making that much money. I lived with an aunt and uncle that, you know, helped me out when, because I think you, we all need mm. little stepping stones and people that help us when yeah. we're starting yeah. be, so that you don't go get a nine to five or you yeah. don't, you aren't bartending every night or during mm. the day and then you're tired when you want to work on your craft, on your music, right? Mm. So this professor ended up introducing me um, to some musicians that were going on tour in Asia. And yeah, I was on tour. So I graduated May 2009, and I was in Hong Kong December 2009, right before Christmas, performing, wow. um, living at the Mandarin Oriental, and wow. performing for six months in their jazz club. That was in, yeah. And how was, how, like in your case, how was the music scene the Hong Kong music seemed different from the way it is now. Ooh, interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of the people that were here then are not, right? A lot of yeah. the people that really took me under their wing mm -hmm. are no longer here. I felt that it was, sad to say, it was more of a community. Mm -hmm. um, 
there is still a community here, yeah. but I think Hong Kong, it's so easy to get busy and you're doing this and you're doing that. Yeah. And for pe musicians to go out and support, like I came to your gig mm -hmm. last week, right? Yeah. For me, it was like, if I'm in town, I want to go hear what other people are doing. Yeah. I want to be inspired. And yeah. I think that's the thing that happens in the UK and in the US yeah. where you're always going and supporting your friends and you might jam. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas here, I don't find that happens as often, yeah. which is too bad because for me, I want to be exposed to all sorts yeah. of music or musicians. Yeah. Like if you stay working with the same musicians, you don't know the new drummer that's in town. You don't mm -hmm. know, you know, yeah. the new guitar player. Yeah. So, um, but I found, I, I mean, I was very sheltered. I was doing the hotel thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I was singing six nights a week. And I mean, it was hard. It was like getting your master's. I learned so many songs yeah. and so much music and my voice became really strong. Yeah. But mentally... Six shows. That's it's a, a lot. lot. I think I think I did. <laughs> That's a lot. I think I did that six shows a week, like once in my life. And you probably needed a vacation after. Um, <laughs> it's just I I have no more creativity. Like my brain just fried. And you can understand. And I would play yeah. everything. Like I would I would be playing the gig, and I would be thinking about other stuff while I'm playing. Yeah. And it's just like my body's playing it by by itself. And you can understand, though, why people, especially the hotel scene in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. why people become complacent musicians yes. and why they do the same 20 songs or the same 40. Like, you can understand. Yes. But for me, that's not my personality. And it was, yeah. I had to be, I mean, you think I was 22 or 23. Like, you have to be constantly, I'm 20, yeah, I was 22. I, you have to be constantly inspired. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I need to be. Because that comes gives me yeah. a new arrangement and it gives me a new idea to write, like, yeah. an original music, yeah. right? Whereas if you're singing, yeah, the same set every night, yeah, oh, because it's proven, right? How can you right? inspire the audience? But, but people like there's artists that they like to know that they're gonna be doing something that is gonna work, mm -hmm. and that's all right. That's fine. There there are times for that, but for me, I, I do that. But I also like to have that feeling of like, all right, we're about to try something new that might be shit yes, exactly. or it might be great or it might be epic but there's only one way to find out so mm -hmm. that little nervousness of, of trying something new I believe it's uh, ooh girls in bikini ooh <laughs> <laughs> where little, are you looking at, mm -hmm. you're looking at I'm looking at the view right <laughs> the view um, which view <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Hong Kong um, th yeah that, that little thing of like like and I'm gonna try something exciting, new that's what makes music exciting right exactly and that, to me, like, when you have a new arrangement. So, yeah. um, as you know, I've been recording and working on a yeah. record and EPs and different things. And we took a Kanye West song. Right. Heartless, right? Right. And I'm in the studio, and I'm with guys that... In, I'm in London, in London, and I'm with guys that are... Yeah, all walks of life, like, have played with different bands that you and I probably have both grown up loving, right? Yeah. So, I said to them, I want it to be kind of reggae, and they're like, okay. And I was actually thinking reggaeton. Yeah, like, right. Miami side. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Like, because that was in right then. That's Baleando yeah. had just come out, yeah. Despacito. So yeah. that was in my head, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we can try it. And we kind of tried it, and the groove wasn't right. And I'm like, no. And all of a sudden, the drummer, he's actually a drummer for Ed Sheeran, James yeah. Bond, all these people. And he's like, here, just let me try this, and let's see what goes on. And all of a sudden, it just built. Like, it could have been total shit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It built. It was like the drums and the bass came in, mm. then the piano. Then I literally yeah. was like farting around on top, yeah. like yeah. just, you know, yeah. <laughs> shooting the shit, singing the song. Yeah. We did one take. Yeah. I come out, okay, and, I, and you literally hear me on the record because they stopped, you know, yeah. they don't stop the tape. And they were like, 
and and I and I was like, okay, so next time, like, let's do that again, but like, let's try because I messed up on this part, and let's try this and like do this. Mm. And the producers look at me and they're like, are you You're fucking kidding me? You are else. not touching this song. They're like, that that was a yeah. one take. Yeah. And it was created, and we we had that twice on the record where it was like, you can't redo that. You can't make that yeah. any better because yeah. there was magic in the. And yeah. when we play it, and you'll I'll send it to you. When you hear it, there's something in it where you're like, you're driving with the top down in yeah. Miami, chilling yeah. out, and you can just, there's an energy there that is indescribable. It is fucking awesome. It yeah. is so great. It's I, I like those happy accidents when you're oh. creating. And on stage when it happens, yeah. and especially if you have an audience that's paying attention and listening, mm -hmm. and they're part of that, and they see the excitement on your mm -hmm. face, you can hear it when I'm talking about yeah. it right now, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's even more special when an audience is part of that moment of creativity where it's like, something it's a big ball of magic and then it yeah. explodes and it's i don't know yeah you can't recreate it i, I forgot what was the direct I, I was watching a do documentary about a director stanley kubrick no might, might have been another one i forgot but basically he was saying that um the way he directs he sets up scenes but he's not he doesn't have like a hard grid of what you have to do in the scene right mm. so he's he, what he says is that he collects um, accidents, happy accidents, so things that happen. Maybe you're acting and then suddenly, like, I don't know, a bird passes in the background, all these things add to the production value and the whole thing. So the same thing happens when you're recording. There's sometimes that a, a little magical moment happens. You can't recreate and it. And you can't recreate it. Yeah, that's, you, but that's what makes something good to magic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for example, I, I love me some Sia. Oh, I <laughs> I love Sia. And what I like about her is that it sounds so honest. Yeah. And there are some squeaks and some weird harmonics that I'm pretty sure... Are mistakes. Are well, mistakes. But they're not, but they right? they sound beautiful. Exactly. They sound exactly. beautiful. The same thing again with Nina Simone. There's, there's some oh honesty. And it's raw. In her voice. Oh. Yeah. Porgy. I love, come, come on. Yeah, come on, right? Come, come on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. There's... I mean, but also the history of the time that she was writing and that she was a singer, Nina Simone. Yes. You can hear that in her music with Mississippi yeah. Goddamn. Like yeah. all that whole record, My Baby Just Cares, everyone loves that song. Yeah. And you can feel that it's light and bumpy, great. And then you go to Mississippi Goddamn or for the four woman one where she talks about yeah. my skin is black. Yeah. Um, you know, that, and it's a story of the yeah. four woman, women yeah. that are in, yeah, her story. And it is so emotional and so yeah. beautiful and just raw. Like, Raw. Yeah, there's people can see through bullshit. Yeah, when can you, they though? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, because if they want to, they choose not to on other things. If you look at some of the top yeah, artists but, nowadays, and you're like, what? Yeah, but but they're accepting the bullshit, right? So they exactly. go like, sometimes no, right. I like I sit down and sometimes I want to listen to something stupid, right? Totally, totally. And like, for example, there's this singer called. Wheeler Walker Jr. I don't even know who that is. Oh my God, I need to play Wheeler Walker Jr. He has a song called Eating Pussy and Kicking Ass. <laughs> he is this like a dick in the box song? He's, <laughs> it's pretty close. But he's like a legit country dude that said, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want. Stop <laughs> do, right? it. So he got famous because he's being honest to himself. He goes like, like, he was trying to do, like, legit country music, and he was just not happening. Kind of like, fuck it. No. Nope. Nashville was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then he was like, fuck it. I'm going to do this last record. This is all the money I got. I'm going to do it. And then, of course, he becomes and huge, right? he became huge, right? Unbelievable. Now, 
Um, but did that open doors for him? Like him doing this silly song. Are people now listening to his other music being he like he's actually legit? huge. Unbelievable. He is huge. He's selling out theaters and stuff Are like all kidding? over the US. Like he became really famous. But it's the thing, you know, like, like, like even though it's, it's silly, but he's been honest to, honest to himself and people relate to that, yep. you know. Um, it doesn't matter what you want to be. If you're going to, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to be plasticky, pop, mm kind of singer and if that's who you really are Fantastic. then great for you you know like yeah. but if you go like I'm I'm shitty I haven't lived any life I can't compose but I'm gonna try to be a thug people see through no you're right, right actually you know, you're right you know people see through that and you know things happen you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah what do you so what do you think of have you seen the movie A Star Is Born no Oh, with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper? I have it in my list. Okay. On Netflix. Yeah, you but I haven't to. seen it. Okay, you I haven't have seen to. It. Um, I when I looked at Lady Gaga when she was doing and I I'm probably gonna get crucified for saying this. Yeah. But when I looked at her back when she was doing like rah rah bah, 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 Yeah. I looked at her as plastic. Like yeah. to me, she was manufactured. She wasn't an artist, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Okay. Granted, yeah, she could play the piano and she did some songs where I'm like, Yeah, she's freaking great. Then she put out A Million Reasons. Have you heard that song? No. And it's her at the piano, and you're giving me a million reasons mm -hmm. to walk away, basically. And it's right. about a relationship. Like, okay. give me one, one reason, and I'm going to stay. Right? Okay. It's like the gist of the song. So I was kind of always, I didn't listen to her stuff, but that song I liked, it was, I think the album was called Jolene or something, or uh, who even knows. I then go see A Star Is Born. Mm. Holy shit. Talk about raw. Yeah. And talk about emotional and talk about it's like I saw her as an artist and I don't know if it was her acting was that mm -hmm. good, but the music was incredible for that for that movie. Yeah. She it was like she went from this manufactured thing, you know, um, yeah, artist to an artist to someone yeah. that as a musician, I would listen to her record now. I will yeah. buy her record now. Yeah. Because she was no longer faking it yeah. or becoming an, you know, an industry yeah. product. Well, that, that's when, you, when you're putting yourself in a, in a vulnerable space. Mm. Um, it's hard. It's hard. You know, it, sometimes, you know, especially in the business that we are, because we deal with musicians and egos and, mm. and all of these <laughs> things, right? Bullshit. So we always try to show our strongest face. Of course. And it's really hard for us to keep it, you know, to... But yet we're all so emotional yeah. exactly. as artists. Like, exactly. You have to be an emotional being yeah. to be an artist. That's Ex exactly. Right? So I think when you touch that, that artistic G-spot of vulnerability... <laughs> artistic G-spot. Oh, my God. I never even... Yeah, I get it. It makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Exactly. But you have to put yourself there. And it's, it's hard because you... All the things that you're scared of, totally. all the things that you love, all the things that other people are not supposed to know. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly what, what the things that are going to make you thrive as an artist. I say that it's literally when I write a song, it's like taking a page out of my diary and yeah. giving it to you and being like, so tell me what you think. And it's yeah. literally the vulnerability of yeah. all my emotions, everything I've felt, which it's not. And like, let's say you say, uh, you know, it's not really my style, even though you might not like the song as an artist, we take it as. You don't like my words. You don't. You're telling me how I feel is not justified. Yeah. Like we take it personally, right? Yeah. So I think it's so hard when criticism comes on your original work, yeah. because we are our hardest critic already. Like we yeah. already are judging ourselves yeah. every minute. But yeah. to have someone, especially if it's someone you give a shit about, I don't know about for you, but mm -hmm. would you rather play some random person 
a new song of yours, mm-hmm. like a, one that you wrote, or would you rather play it for your mom? Ooh, a random person. You're 100%. right. Every time. 100%. Every time. I'd have to, I would yeah. be getting drunk at the same time just to make yeah. sure I could handle it. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> when I was, when I was, that band that I told you at the beginning. When you were 13. <laughs> when I was 13. And you wanted to be a rock star. Okay. So, uh, you know, we, we recorded and we did some cool stuff that I'm actually wow. proud of. Wow. So, um, original. I, I had a, I had a, I had a cousin. He lived in New York and he was, he was what the hell? he was a janitor at a famous studio studio okay. i hey, forgot you what get it your was foot in the door somehow he, yeah he did something i forgot what it was what was the Motley crew records oh there you go yeah Great. but Great. He, so right so you know i was like all right my cousin's visiting in dominican republic i need to play him some shit Oh my god! And I played that feeling of I'm gonna play some stuff, and it, people are just like sitting down, and he's just listening, and then yeah. you're there, like you know, and then you're looking for clues, you know, mm-hmm. like is he tapping his foot? Mm-hmm. Is he? And uh, we, I played in some stuff, and it, when the song was over, I'm there, you know, like waiting for him to go, like, oh my god, this is amazing! I'm gonna show it to the guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The first thing he says as, as, as the music stops, he's, he goes like. It's a lot of mosquitoes here, right? No! <laughs> like, you asshole. <laughs> no. That is awful. It's awful. It, it was D- awful. Did he even acknowledge that he just listened to one and of I your, like, like, original heart-wrenching yeah. pieces? I don't know. Yeah, he was like, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks, man. You know, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll, I'll sh- show it to the guys. And that was the end of it. But did he ever? And that was the... F- <sighs> I'm assuming. I mean, no. you're not part of Motley Crue. I'm not like, part of. So I'm records assume, now, so you're assuming <laughs> no. that he didn't. Okay. Yeah. You're calling your cousin out on this. I'm calling my cousin out on this. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, like, like that same thing of me playing music to somebody to see what they think. Yeah. It has happened a lot in my life, right? Wow. But I don't do that anymore. Why? Because it's too much. N- not because it's too much, but because art, it's so subjective. Oh, yeah. Agreed. You know, it's... Me, as an artist, I have to be able to be free, mm-hmm. right? So what's, again, same thing that we were talking about. What's my goal? Yeah. My goal was to do that same thing that I just, you know, that I just recorded. If my goal would have been to make a top 40 hit, then that song would have sounded different. Totally. Right? So um, I would look for advice or I would play to people that would know where I'm coming from. Right? So Same mindset. So they can understand. Yeah, they're going to give you actually yeah, good exactly. advice that is going to help you. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> they know your goal for that song or that record. For that particular song or for that record. You know, so that's, that's all the time that I'm, that's, that's what I'm looking for whenever I'm either producing or I'm recording with somebody. What's, what do you want with this song? But do you think it's hard sometimes for artists that we don't know what we want out of it? out of a song or out of, I should say not a song, out of a record. Like me recording, I didn't go in and be like, I'm going to write a country song. That wasn't where my mind was at. Or I'm going to write a rock song. It was literally, okay, what am I feeling? I have these chords that I'm really jamming on. I have this line that I can't get out of my head. And then you'd create a song from there, right? Or if something in the world's going on, you start Mm -hmm. writing about that. Like, So for me, it wasn't like, oh, I want this to be top 40. Oh, I want to be in the top 100 of iTunes mm-hmm. hits. But now that it's it's done, like I'm getting it mastered and I'm finishing mixing and producing mm-hmm. some different stuff, I'm now like, oh, okay, 
what is this actually? What is this piece of art? And what do I do with it? That's a beautiful way of, 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 of approaching it. It is, but it's also a little scary when there's so many options and you're like, this could just be a piece of mind that I decided to. I've always wanted to do a record. Here's my record. And, you know, I'll do, I plan on doing a hundred yeah. more. But this was my investment. Here it is. Or how do you then, like, do you start as, as, a, as a working musician, mm -hmm. right? Like, we are focused on our shows and making money. Yeah. And this is a totally separate part that you're not necessarily going to make yeah. money from or you don't make money from. Yeah. And you, but you have to put the time in. So it's like, yeah. do you then put all your other music, you know, your shows on yeah. hold and then just start sending it out to everyone yeah. and pushing and marketing yeah. and Instagram and you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard. And then at what point, like, what is your goal? Is your yeah. goal to start doing shows with your original music mm -hmm. or is your goal you want to be touring artist do you want to yeah. be famous like for some people it is i want to be famous i want to be on the radio or i want to be on a tv show yeah you know but that's the thing i think you graduate as an artist when you have your own things to say totally otherwise you're just a person that sings otherwise you're just a person that plays guitar otherwise yeah. you're just a musician that is interpreting music of other people yeah, yeah right yeah. and we we have done that Mm -hmm. You know, you have to because that's when you find your own style. You find what you, you find like. Your voice. You find your voice, right? Yeah. But there's a there's a moment that once you've found your voice, you have to start using it. Totally. Because something we most never artists don't actually think of how many people we know that are wildly talented, and they never explore. Like they they have their own thing that works, yeah. but have they ever tried to take it to the next level with writing their own music? Yeah. Or I think is it are they a are they scared or yeah. b complacent and st they like where they are it's not yeah. even complacency they're yeah. just happy where they are and that's yeah. enough for them right exactly exactly but you can't just do that and then complain exactly why at whatever age you're still doing the same gigs. thing you, yeah exactly right oh it's like I, and I, I just cannot be sitting down waiting for a call no I just cannot but think of how many artists not even artists how many musicians and I think not just here in Hong Kong yeah. throughout Asia throughout the world are waiting for the person that is, yeah. you know, the type A that's going to go run and yeah. get the work. Yeah, and, and, you <laughs> and you have to be accountable for the decisions that you've made. Mm -hmm. Well, we were talking about earlier before we started recording about, you know, showing up, being on time, learning your music, yeah. being prepared, and you could be the most talented person yeah. in the room. But if you can't do certain things like that are going to make a gig successful, yeah. I wouldn't hire you. Yeah. You're just a headache for me. I want yeah. people that are easy to work with where it's no bullshit. And mm. the other thing that I've noticed here in Hong Kong, and I feel like you have this with your band, and I'm trying to make this happen with some bands that I'm working with, is you guys are friends. Yeah. Which, okay, great. I'm the boss. I'm booking yeah. the, you know, and I have the contract with the client. Fine. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to be in a green room in between yeah. sets. I want to be there joking around, hanging yes. out. Yes. But I've found in Hong Kong, you have a lot where they go out, they smoke, and then they're on their phone the whole time. Yeah. Or talking on the phone to their yeah. wife, which is fine, yeah. do your thing. But why wouldn't you want to be, like, engaging and maybe yeah. coming up with new songs that you want to do? Or, yeah. I don't know, just having fun. Whatever. Part of the gig is having fun and playing with music with the people you enjoy. Yeah, and most of the time we will be exp spending it not playing exactly right when yeah. you go out on tour you're you're flying with these people mm -hmm. you're staying in the hotels with these people you go eat with these people and then maybe 20 percent of the time that you will be spending with these people it's gonna be playing yeah the, the yeah. other 80 percent it's gonna be just hanging out and it might as well be 
be with people that you like. Yeah. Which, for example, this is one of the reasons why I think we got along that way. For example, you know, like that ages ago, I forgot that oh God, first like gig that we played. Five years ago, four years ago. It, it was more than that. You for think? Sure. Maybe it was like five or six years, six years ago. Yeah. I'll say six. Whatever, right? So <laughs> it is hard to find people that you kind of like hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I don't know why is it. Maybe it's the, the ego thing that the, the you find that other musicians, they have this, this thing. And I just They have to keep it separate. Refuse, Come on. I refuse to play gigs like that anymore. Because before, I, I used to think that I had to pay my dues. I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is what a gig is. I have to be with this asshole. Absolutely not. And, 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 and play what he wants, mm -hmm. right? Which at some point it was good because I learned a lot, right? Yeah. But one of the things that I learned is that I, I'm not going to do that again. It, well, when music stops being fun yeah. because people you're playing with look yeah. miserable on stage yeah. and you're just going through the motions and they're like, oh, yep, freaking client. Yeah. Brah, brah, brah. Be flexible. <laughs> Chill out. You are making music. You are making yeah. money. Yeah. And actually, the money we make here is better than the we would make in the U.S., yeah. Yeah. right, for yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Like, people are doing gigs for $50, $100. Yeah. We are that not. That is freaking crazy. You know? So, like, wouldn't you be overjoyed yeah. that you're blessed enough yeah. to be on stage making music, hopefully with people you like? Yeah. I played once I a gig know. with this dude that oh. you definitely know. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it, was, it was a wedding gig. It was a while ago. And, you know, he's, I, he's difficult to deal with. I, personally, I can think of like 10, 100 musicians. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, I'll narrow it down for you. You'll okay, you know great. it. Oh, no names. And, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what he rhymes with later. Okay, great. <laughs> well, he didn't want to play any songs in minor chords because it was what? a wedding. And he felt it was too sad, right? That was the first thing I was like, this, wait, this what? Is That's be just fun. weird. Yeah. I was like, this is, yeah, it's going to be a long game. Oh so, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it's, okay. it's ridiculous. It sounds like I'm making it up. We played one of the things that, you know, it was like bass player, drummer. This guy was on keys. You were on the bass or the guitar? Or I, was the bass on, guitar? I was on bass. Okay. And, um, because we know your dream of the guitar. I didn't I know. I dream if, of you the know. guitar. <laughs> Yeah, well, there, there were no girls screaming for me. Oh, okay. Wedding, well, you're you at a wedding, so there you yeah. go. And there was a flute player, <laughs> right? Oh, so there okay. was one of the songs, and we finished the song. Ta-da! And then the flute player goes, and, like, he plays, you know, that a weird and uh, note to finish, whatever. And then he finished with that note. And the, the piano player, this guy, looks at the flute player, and he goes, like, for real? No. And I'm in the middle of them, too. And the flute player looks at him, like, like, what? I, what? Like, he didn't realize what he did? And he goes, like, for real, that note. And the, Stop it. And the flute player goes, like, what? And the guy goes, like, that note. And then he starts playing it on the, key, on the piano. Beep, like, beep, that beep, note. beep. That note. And the guy goes, like, yeah. He goes, like, wow, a flat 13th, that note. Oh, my God. And the flute player goes, like, yeah, that note. And the guy goes, all right, it's, it's your career. No, he did not I swear say this. To God. Where are we? Hong Kong? This was oh in Hong Kong. Oh, my God. This was oh in Hong Kong. my God. I couldn't believe it. Your career. Yeah, and, and it's your career. And that same gig, what a rehearsal, trip. rehearsals with that guy, like every time we would play something, 
I'm not a jazz player, but if I'm reading it, I'll play it. Yeah, you, yeah, know? you can read a lead sheet and you're and, fine. And we're playing it, whatever. And he goes like, Jordy, um, on bar number 38. Oh, my God. I think I already know who this is. This is awful. <laughs> well, let's just put it this way. On bar I, number 38, uh, what note are you playing? I was like, well, it says uh, C sharp here. It was like, where are you reading it from? And I was like... Uh, the real book? The real book? Yeah. And he goes like, oh, right, because the real book is always right. Oh, my God. He, what a condescending <laughs> little shit. And I'm like, you fuck. But what I notice is that musicians that are like this are insecure themselves. And Absolutely. they're used to doing it a certain way their whole lives, and they're scared of trying it. A well, and they're probably way. sixty or seventy or eighty years old. Exactly. And they're still here doing the same thing they've been doing for about exactly. fifty years. Exactly. Sadly. Exactly. And you got to think, like, if that's their existence, uh, it, it's 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 crazy. I'm not calling them. Are you? Yeah. I mean, sadly, like I'm not scared of trying it his way because mm -hmm. better for me. I, I learn well, now. Yeah. I know two ways of doing it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But he's scared of trying other things. And I noticed that musicians that are amazing, musicians that are great, that can do whatever, mm -hmm. whatever um, you ask them to yeah. or whatever they're required to, they just shut up and play. As they should. As they should. <laughs> they just do the thing. There's no egos, you know. We're in this shit together, right? Exactly. So if you suck or if I suck... Let's get it over with. Let's mm -hmm. find a way of how to work it out together. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to shit on how bad you play. I, I, I don't call you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's like deal my, with this situation brother. right now. Exactly. But let's deal with this right now and yeah. let's, let's hang out. Let's find a way out of yeah. it. We're in this thing together. Yeah. Right? People are not going to go, um, well, the band was great, but uh, the conga player, oh, my God. Yeah, he was out of tune, that Congo no. player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they talk about the whole band, right? So we are in this thing together. Okay, so people don't realize this, and this is what I've tried to explain to bands that I work with, is you make me, they make me sound good. I want my band to be happy yeah. because they either will make or break me. And the other thing is, yeah, they look at the band, or if they've hired me as a singer, they'll say it's the Tess Collins band. Yeah. So if the bass player is, I don't know, looking like he's hungover, his shirt's disheveled, and he's not on time, this and the other. They don't know his name. Yeah. They will just now assume Tess Collins' band. band is late, they yeah. are this way, even if we're not. So looking good, showing up, being on time, yeah. knowing the music. Yeah. I'm sorry, can we not smile? This is like a thing in Hong yeah. Kong that blows my mind. We can't smile when we're on stage? Yeah. Do you not notice that? Yeah. It's like people are not happy playing music unless yeah. they're drinking. Unless or, they're you drink. know. Yeah. And to me where it's like, I, God, I'm freaking singing. I, like, even when I don't have a gig, I want to have a gig. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to be singing. I want to be making music. Because yeah. to me, it's like, I don't know, there's nothing, there's nothing sweeter. Right? <laughs> There's nothing better than that. Again, you know, we are very, very lucky to be doing what we do. Mm -hmm. And I think we're luckier that we are enjoying what we do. Because we, totally. you know, we get to see it and we get to appreciate it. But do you know audiences know when you love what you do? Yeah. They can see it. Because the amount yeah. of times that I have people come up to me after and they're like, oh my God, you guys looked like you were having so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Like, they want to be a part of that. Yeah. Whereas... I've gone to gigs to, you know, check out musicians, mm. hear what's going on, what's new in town. Mm. They look miserable. Yeah. And I'm like, God, I, I hope they're okay. Did something happen? Oh, no. No, it's cool. We got yeah. one more set. Yeah. Ha okay. Have, have you, you think people are going to stay? <laughs> what about when they give you this answer? You go like, hey, what's up, bro? 
same shit, different day. Ooh. And I was like, dude. No, no, that's dude, sad. It's sad. It's but very sad. But maybe there's a reason there's the same shit, yeah. sa- different day for them. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and there's always this, this complaint of, of um, you know, why they don't, they, other people don't call them. Right and, and like you said, you know, like my band, it's it's people that I like hanging out with. Yeah, go Right, right. So I'm not. There's this guy that I called him for a gig. He's an amazing musician. I'm, I mean, it's one of these musicians that I see him playing, and I just don't stop being amazed by him. He's a great percussionist. And um, who Chris Polanco? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Besides him, I figured he might listen to this, yeah. so that's why. Yeah, you know, so I yeah, had to drop it in. I had to drop it in, <laughs> and um. And one day I, I called him for a gig, and uh, same day of the gig, he calls me like an hour before. He was like, bro, I, I can't make it. I was like, what? He was like, I, ha- I have a headache. No. And I'm like, I ha- we oh had to gosh. sort it out somehow, but I'm just not going to do it anymore. You'll never do I that I don't again. care how good he is. Let's put it in perspective. We can't call out on our jobs. You know, yeah. people that have nine to fives, they're sick, they can call out. We yeah. can't. I could be dying. Yeah. Well, for instance, la- th- not this past New Year's, the New yeah. Year's before, I'm in hair and makeup, and all of a sudden, and it's New Year's Eve, the mm. biggest gig of the night, right, mm. of the year. Mm. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel sick. I literally started vomiting everywhere. It was really mm. beautiful before I go on stage yeah. for our biggest night. Right. I sang. I kept going on and off stage yeah. to vomit. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to finish the gig because it's a client. It's someone yeah. they've expected me to yeah. be there. I mean, I had to let them know, you know, I'm not going to be singing as many songs. <clears throat> For some reason, my voice sounded great. Couldn't yeah. explain it. Yeah. But it was the, the, I had the, to, the lubricant. Oh, yeah, the that's beer. it. Disgusting. <laughs> it was something. But I'll tell you, for me, it was like, I there was no choice. There was no, oh, you sit this one out. Yeah. I've had yeah. Um, a couple musicians who have, they haven't done it the day of. Well, maybe one has, but... A couple where they've called me and it's been a huge gig that we've been, you know, mm. preparing for. They knew it months in advance. We've yeah. had rehearsals, whatnot. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I can't do it. It makes up an excuse. And every time, I'll tell you, it's so crazy. Every time I find out if they've lied or not. Right. If they just found a different gig they yeah. wanted to do. Do yeah. you think I've called them again? No. No. Are they, some of them, the best players in Hong Kong? Absolutely. Yeah. But for me... I, I can't, that is yeah. so much extra stress that I didn't sign up for. I would rather have someone less talented yeah. that I can rely on, that is happy on stage yeah. and doesn't have this ego where I'm afraid, yeah. where I look at them and they clearly hate the song we're playing. Yeah. Just chill out, relax. Like yeah. it's going to be done in three minutes and 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, a typical <laughs> song. Yeah. And, and, but, they're, oh. and they're like, okay, so like in your case, because you are in a business that is predominantly. Male. Male. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, we can go on that. Right. Yeah. So it's, let's go. It's, let's go. It's, let's <laughs> freaking go there. Right. So it's it's mostly men. Um, there are not that many women. No. And, and not uh, that many that are business owners. Yeah. Right? That like run. Yeah. Shit. And then there are guys out there that it. I mean, that probably you ha- you're gonna have to do that extra thirty percent. Oh. Yeah. You know that that mm-hmm. that a guy would would. Not. have to do, you know, for yeah. you to get a, a part, you know, respect or whatever, you know, like, totally. how, how does that happen? I have to be better than a guy singer. I would have to be 10 times better. 
just to be appreciated and I'd have to prove that I'm a musician. I'm not just a singer because there are so many singers in Hong Kong, in Asia in general, but they can't read music. They don't know their keys. They don't know mm -hmm. certain things. They don't write arrangements. <clears throat> I think the hardest part, and this is you know going into a new year, I think the hardest part within the past few months um, that keeps coming up is I've been told, and this is a bad word, but I've been told by people that had never played with me or worked with me before, Oh, you know, you had a repu um, you had a reputation of being a diva or a bitch. Mm. And I go, oh, okay. So this just happened last mm. week, right? This is the last time it happened. And I was in Macau performing and working with this guy. Um, and I he was I had never worked with him before. And he was in charge of, you know, getting all the musicians together and whatnot. He directed the band. And I'd worked with the client before. So the client said, oh, yeah, we already have the singer we want. We know, like, she's going to do it. And he actually, like, went... To, you know, he went to the client, he said, are you sure? Like, I've heard she's really difficult, and she's a diva, and she's this, and she's that. And they're like, well, she's never been with us. I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I go to the first rehearsal. It goes great. Like, I've learned my part. I've mm. done the work, yeah. right? And for me, it's not my band, so that's actually less stress for me. Mm. I came in as a guest singer. I was singing one song. We go, and we have a couple more days of rehearsals. And he says something at the end, and he goes, you know... He goes, yeah, they said you were so difficult and such a diva. And he goes, but you're not. And a part of me was like, and I, I told him, I was like, you know, women all the time get this. You're a bitch. You're a diva. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, uh, oh, I got told I was a slave driver. You're high maintenance. What? what? Because, what? oh, I've yeah, slave driver. Oh, you've never heard I've that never. about me? Well, thank you. Clearly it hasn't gotten to your circle yet. I've never heard that. Ever? About yeah, just come that, on. that. Oh, really? Have you heard insult? I'm a diva? I've Have you ever heard I'm a diva? Has anyone ever said well, that? Well, you are a diva. But I'm not a diva in the bad way. I'm a diva in the good way, okay? I have my vocal pipes to back up my divaness. But I'm not a diva in that I think I'm better than other yeah. people. Like, a musician, I'm sorry, the piano player is just as important to me yeah. like as, as I am, yeah. as a singer. And that's my mindset. And a lot of singers yeah. don't think that way. Yeah. I actually do. But um, I think the hardest part was, and you think, oh, is it me being a female? If a guy was demanding... And had leader and had the leadership skills, mm -hmm. right? Of saying we're gonna do these three songs, learn it, come to rehearsal. Yeah. He would just be doing a gig, and he would yeah. just be expecting what needs to be. Whereas when I do it, it's oh, she's a slave driver. She's so demanding, such a diva. Yeah. And so I told this guy, I was like, you know, this is the second time I've heard that. And he goes, well, I don't believe it anymore. And I'm like. Great, but whoever is saying this, like, what's yeah. their ulterior motive in this? And yeah. he said, well, I've heard it from men. And he goes, you have to understand that a lot of men in the music industry have an ego, and mm -hmm. they want to be the boss. Yeah. And, for a, and I'm younger than them, so for a younger female mm -hmm. who is now in charge of the contracts and has her own company, and I'm hiring you, yeah. they feel threatened by it, and it's like their way of control. I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah. But to me, it's like, dude, I'm hiring you and giving you work. Wouldn't you respect a person yeah. who's, like, helping you make money to yeah. feed your family? Yeah. But, I don't know. I think that there is... I don't believe all men are like this, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think some men are actually find it intriguing and are turned on by a woman yeah. that, you know, works her butt off. Mm -hmm. But for some men, um, they clearly just want to keep you in the corner. And yeah. you can be successful, but not too successful. Yeah. Because then it's threatening for them. Yeah, but, but it happens... I mean, it could happen both ways. Because oh, there, there are female singers that... that Tell me, go Jesus ahead. Jesus Christ, you're like, I... Difficult. But, you know, I mean, they are difficult. I don't know their background. Maybe they were treated like shit and they've from become, men, yeah. and then they just became like that. I just don't like when you become the exact same thing that you hated. 
A hundred percent. Right. Mean, so if you hated that about men, you know, don't become the same thing. Totally. You know, and because you will find, and I would like to say that at least you know the people that I hang out with on 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 my on my area, mm -hmm. most of the guys that I know are nice people, right? Oh, all the guys that you hang so, out, I think, so, are fantastic. Exactly. So, so when, you, when you assume that everybody's an asshole, you're going to be robbing yourself of good experiences yourself, And right? meeting some really cool people. Exactly. And meeting some... See, that's, that's the thing, you know, like I... But think about why do, why do you think I always come around to your gigs? Like, why do I constantly ask when I'm in town? I'm like, oh, where are you guys at? And yeah. I want to be... Because you, as musicians, to hang out with musicians that have great energy yeah. and that... I don't know, are just, like, you guys are chill. You guys yeah. do your music, you're good at it, you love it, and there's, you guys love life. Like, yeah. that is, point. like, that's what it yeah. is. Whereas, I'm not calling other musicians and being like, so, where are you playing tonight? Yeah. Why? What is that yeah. going to give, that's not giving me anything. That's just actually probably going to make me a little depressed and like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 you know, same reason why. I love men, I just want to put this out there. I do. You love men. I love men. I have no problem, I find... You know, men are wonderful humans. Yeah. I just find that there are men there out are, there. There are, 100%. That, especially in, in Hong Kong, um, yeah. that, yeah, they just, they want you to stay in your little box. And some of them yeah. are old-fashioned and believe, you know, you should be at home taking care of kids and doing that the is dishes. so old school. <laughs> it is, but, how, but how many people in Hong Kong but, but, are like that? Yeah, but I would, like, like for example, these men that go like, okay, let's get married and uh, quit your job. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. take care of you. <clears throat> I cringe. I so like, why? Because mm. you want the girl to say to you, honey, we're going to get married and I'm going to take care of you. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> now that you, say yes. if you put it that exactly. way, I mean, that wouldn't? sounds good. Um, no. Like, again, we're in it together. Yeah. Like, what? yeah. yeah. Do something. I'm going to be working and then I'm going to come home and you're going to have all this energy. <laughs> you're going to be like, I'm freaking tired. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Go out, get tired too. Yeah. And let's chill in the couch after at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's too much work. Let me ask you this. Most of your friends back home, are they married, have kids, white picket fence? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they're so adult. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I see my You're friends. You're an adult too. Yeah, but... but but I see them, like, doing adult stuff. Like what? Like, fixing up their backyard? Uh, okay, for example, I have, I have this... <laughs> Getting excited about building a shed? <laughs> yeah, like, I have this uncle, right? My, Which there's nothing wrong with, obviously. My uncle, he's my same age. Okay. Meaning my mom Wait, and my... your uncle is <coughs> the same, same age, age as you? Okay. Meaning my mom and my grandmother were pregnant together. Okay, great. Right? So he's... Is that the Dominican way? You, I don't know. I haven't heard that a lot. <laughs> I'm just teasing. So she, um, he, he's six months older than me. Mm -hmm. He's such an adult. Oh my God. He, like the way he talks about things, like he's an adult. How many kids does he have? He has dad and, and he wears polo shirts. Oh my and, gosh. And, and he's an adult. Like he does adult stuff. He has two kids and. He's a so that's what makes dad. an adult for you is that he's a, he's a dad. He wears polo shirts and he's a tool. He has toolkits. So he's when a, you do this, I'm gonna be like, "Do you have your toolkit yet? How about your polo?" He sends his kids to sleep early, and and because he wants to go to bed early because he's exhausted. Okay, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's, it's good. He's a great dad. He's a great person, but he's such an adult. Okay, so let me ask you this: Could you imagine yourself 
being a dad and being a grown-up with a toolbox and a polo and being a musician. Do you think that those lifestyles coincide and that you can do both? You could do both. Minus the polo. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god unless you're at a country club this, performing uh, th- oh my obviously. god those polos were their freaking oh I love it pub- with the pop Jeez, collar with the pop oh collar god. I love can't it. do, I can't do that they go to fucking Newcastle for a week and they come back with a pop collar and say like oh, Newcastle like the UK <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is that what they do in Newcastle they, they do I don't know I just, you just made that up oh my god you picked <clears throat> one city in the UK but that's it's 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 the um, it's okay to do that. Yes. But the thing is, like, I am so silly in my mind. Yeah. I think of things that are so dumb. Like and what? And I just start laughing. Like, do you look outside and you're like, I wonder what it would be like? For example, I'm a if 30, I could fly. I'm a thirty. <laughs> check this out. I'm a thirty-four-year-old man. Child. Yeah. Man child. Man child. <laughs> that has a fantasy. This. I'll, I'll tell you my fantasy. Okay. Is this okay for recording? This is. I'll tell you my fantasy. Okay, let's go. My, I have a fantasy of going into the NTR train station. Yep. To the train. Jump into the train. Yeah. Right? And then you know the, the beep, 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 beep yeah, that yeah, yeah. sounds before, Mine, yeah, 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 before yeah. the door closes? Yeah. I counted it. There are 12. 12 oh beeps. Oh, my God. 12 beeps. You really counted it. Um, beep number <laughs> 10. You want to jump out? I want to push somebody out. Oh my god. That's my fantasy. Oh my god. <laughs> By the way, people, there is no big gap between the train and no, the platform. So people no, no, would no. not fall and die. No, 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 this no. is just a service message <laughs> for all those people it's that ride the MTR. No, no, no. It's it they're not gonna fall off the train. They're not gonna die. They're they're just gonna miss the train. <laughs> oh my god. But but they're gonna be wondering like why? Like <laughs> such an why asshole. Why did you move. decide to do right. this? I'm not gonna do it. Why not? I just dream You'd of it. You'd be on the news. That would be like the highlight of what right? happened in Hong Kong. So, so I tell these things to actual adults, and they look at me like, "What the hell is, what is wrong, wrong with, with you? you? What is wrong with you?" Right? I don't. But I like. But you would never do it. So I think I it's would kind never of funny. do it. Okay, so I think it's I kind would of funny. never do it. Would you ever go swimming in the harbor? Ooh. I'm just looking at this view. That's why I am wondering like, how, how much of a child are you? How far? Would you swim across? Could you? Would you ever swim across? No, I can swim to save myself. Oh, you're if, from the Dominican. If you're counting on me not to happening. save yourself, okay, you're not like, a lifeguard. You are drowning, and you say, "Jordy, save me!" I will look at you and I was like, "You'll laugh and be like, sorry." It was a fucking pleasure. <laughs> I wish you. End. I wish you the best. I. I I'll see you on the other yeah, side. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> As I'm swimming away from you. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you can't swim. And I will, will be so sad. So you really are I will a be child. sad. I am. And, but I would hate it. I would hate it if I wasn't. Okay, so we have to go back to this question. Yeah. You think that you could do the whole dad thing and be a musician. But what would have to change? Because our lifestyles, well, first of all, we're selfish. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but we need our sleep. Yeah. Because that's how, like True. for me, vocally, I yeah. need my eight mm-hmm. or more hours of sleep yeah. or else I just don't sound as good. Um, but also the hang, which is part of being a musician, yeah. of like you do a gig and going out and hanging out yeah. after with the band and partying sometimes still, yeah. you know, late, yeah. early morning. Um, those things would obviously have to stop or you'd have to have a partner yeah. that was so supportive yeah. with you like staying out all night. Yeah, that's, that's hard to find. Right? Because first of all, as a musician, 
You Who the heck an- wants to date? You don't date? want another musician. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Hell no. Boyfriend or no. girlfriend. Oh hell no. You don't want that, right? No. no. So that means that whoever you get is gonna be somebody that doesn't get the musician lifestyle. <gasps> they might not get the lifestyle. They or you have to find someone that is supportive of the fact that you're doing art, and they yeah. might not understand what you're doing. But yeah. that it's a whole package. It's not like you go to the studio or you go to your gig from nine to twelve, yeah. and then you're home at twelve ten. It doesn't it's, work that doesn't way. Happen like that. It doesn't people are happen mo- like, like that. I don't think people understand that. Yeah. No matter how much you try, you know, what I mean? like when I say people, I mean like normal. Yeah. Humans. Especially the 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 social aspect of it of mm-hmm. marketing because at the end of the gig you have to talk with people. Exactly. And think about it. Like <clears throat> I, some of my gigs that I have gotten literally have been on nights out when I happen to click with a random person over champagne or whatever we're drinking, and they're like, "Oh my god!" But wait, you're a singer? Oh, I have this gig coming up here. I want to get you on it. Yes. I'm gonna introduce you to so and so. Or you're recording in London. I, oh, I have a friend there that like does production. Let's introduce yeah. you. It's all who you know and like getting introduced and. You can't do that when you're on stage. You're not really getting that chance. No. Right? No, so you do like that people, after. Exactly. And you don't do it before because they don't know who they you are. They don't know are. who you are or you're if you're here. any good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So they, it's right after. Yeah. It's right after. So you really have to find somebody that will get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, so if you did have kids, would you put them in music? Would you be okay if they want to go in the music of industry? Of course. Really? Whatever they want to do. So if they were like, Dad, I want to, you know, watch MTV. It depends. And it depends on the, the, the instrument, though. Okay, what if they want to play the flute? No, I would sit him down. <laughs> Are you flutist? <laughs> <laughs> I would sit him down and go like, son or oh, daughter. Oh, it's automatically a son. <laughs> or oh, daughter. <laughs> Dominican ways coming out. Mm-hmm. Or daughter. Okay. Uh-huh. It's like, hon, no. No? So you have what to play something cooler. So what would be cool? Drums? Like, let's say you had a daughter and she wanted to play the drums. Would you be like, yeah, yes, let's do it? Yes, 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's cool. That's cool. I'll get her electric drums first so her mom doesn't go crazy. Okay, great. And um, and then, yeah, 100%. I mean, I, what are they going to The triangle? Oh, my God. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Or the no. bells? Yeah, no. Oh, my no. God, no. Hun? Yeah, I think you need a hardcore instrument. You need a hardcore instrument. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. Um, what, what, the tuba? Oh, gosh, the French horn? <laughs> French horn. Oh, man. There's nothing wrong with these instruments. Let's put that up What there. happens to you as a child but that you go like, you know what? I want to play the tuba. I want to play the tuba. Unless you're Mexican in one of those narco corrido bands. Oh, my God. Have you and seen then, those things? Yeah, they're freaking amazing. They're actually, like, out of control. No, but you know the, what narco corrido is? Oh, my God. It's the best thing ever. Tell me out. more. Okay, so narco corrido, it's, it's like this nor- northern kind of music in Mexico, right? Okay. But they... Their actual name is like narco, like, like the narco. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. corrido is like a freaking, I don't even know what it means. Narco corrido. Yeah. And okay. it's basically like they make music for the narcos. Stop it. Yeah. And, I uh, want that job. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. And they, like, the, the actual photos of the bands are like them with bazookas and a tuba. Stop it. <laughs> and they wear their freaking, those bells full of, like, bullets. bullets. And the, the, the songs are like... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I I grabbed this guy and I chopped his hair up, hair his head, head off, off, and I did this, and that's what the songs are about. So basically, they would get actual narcos from the cartels, Stop. and they would hire these guys. And it was like, hey, you know, I want a song, and then the guy would sit down with him. All right, so uh, uh, what have you done? I was like, oh well, I got 45 AK 40, 40 whatever. Oh my god! They would write it down. It's like, oh, how many people have you killed? I've killed 
15 or right, 15 people. And then what do you want me to sing about? Oh, you, I want you to say this. And then they would write a song Stop based on it. this. Stop. And they would get paid by their narcos. It's ridiculous. Are there any anthems that you know? Were you were you one of these no, musicians gonna, you don't want to tell show us you. about? I know a musician that played with them. No. Hold on. I need to show you a photo of this because this is ridiculous. Check this out. Narco. Are you going to tell people where they can find this photo if they want to look it up? Yeah, just Google Narco Corrido, <laughs> which is N-A-R-C-O, and then another word, C-O-R-R-I-D-O-S. Uh, check this out. <laughs> Oh my God, the first photo <laughs> is literally a tuba. Bazooka, gun, and a big tuba. Yeah. And then it, that's the actual culture. And they're of it. saying that it glorifies drug violence. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, because that's what they talk about. Oh my God, this is you know? whack. Oh my gosh, that is. Yeah. So um, if you're a tuba player, a narco corrido, I want you to know that um, I respect you. Yeah, well, you better respect them. <laughs> and that's the, only, that's the only way I would allow child so, Wait, to your child to do it. Your, your child's like, Dad, I want to go and hang out with the narcos. Like, okay. I will ask him how deep. How deep he's going to go. He's already, oh if he's like, like I already met him, I was like, oh! you better go through with it. You need something. Yeah. Get your tuba out. You need yeah, something. Yeah. You, you, you don't play one of these gigs. Oh and you have a friend from Mexico. You've met him also. And he played a gig for El Chapo. Seriously? Yes. When? Back then. How? Back then, ages ago. Because he, he used to play in one of, not a narco corrido band, but one of these, they call it banda, which is kind of this thing, but not for narco But these people, they hired this man. Oh, my God. And they freaking drove him through the jungle, blindfolded like bird box. And This is like that Narcos TV show on yes, Netflix. Yeah. And oh they God. freaking, they... You know, once they're there, they was like, all right, just, you start playing. And they started playing. Oh, my playing. God. What if they played a song they didn't like? No. Yes. No, he was telling me that they, there was an actual song that El Chapo liked. And they had to play that song, like, like three times. every 15 minutes. They would be playing whatever song, 15 minutes, cube, back to that song again. And they would have to play that song. Stop it. And then three other songs, and then back to that song. And uh, I think they played, like, four or five sets. Oh, my God. And I hope uh, they made good money. Cash only, of course. Yeah. Well, when they finished that, they thought they were done. And, like, they called the, the leader of the band. They were like, no, you're, you're playing seven sets more. It was like, oh, no, we're tired. I was like, you're playing seven sets more. It's not even a question. Like, you even, don't even it's have. It's not even a question. Oh, and my God. They, they were there for, like, a day and a half. <laughs> Maybe with little breaks in, in the middle. And, uh, yeah. There was a lot of coke. The you're, crazy wait, was this shit. your sax player? You said. No, I'm not gonna tell you. You're not gonna tell I don't me want later. Him to find him, but, but oh he's my, Mexican. Oh my god. Yeah. That is so intense. Yeah, it was. It's freaking crazy. Do you want to know a secret? Y'all well, yeah, cry. I oh, I like to know secrets. Okay. Well, now it's not gonna be a secret that I'm telling you this. Yeah. But, um, one of my other like dreams of my life was mm. I wanted to be a hit woman. Really? Yeah, I have been fascinated with it. Like, I wanted to be a drug lord, okay? Okay. Except I don't do drugs, so it really wouldn't work out. But maybe that would be good because then I wouldn't get caught up doing the drugs. Yeah. I would just be the business person making all the money. But, yeah, being a hit woman, like, I wanted to be able to go into these, like, travel around the world, go to these fancy places. Be I can make friends with anyone, so I'd become friends with them, get all the information, yeah. extract all the information, and then... Move on. So kind of like uh, like Bond women. Absolutely, exactly like right. that. Right. So you, poison them in their coffee. 
Like, how's your throat doing right now with your Choke coffee? Choke him with your legs? <laughs> yeah, like that, exactly. Perfect. And you go like, you, you just seduce him and then you go yeah, like, right. And then and I then kill him. they think. And they don't know. They're good, then you kill him with your legs? Yeah. Uh, but I wonder if I could do it, if I could watch them die. I don't think I could handle that. Probably, like, in my mind I think I could, but I don't think I could. I really just think I would, like, poison them without them knowing. And I would leave, I'd be like, I'll be right back. And then they'd be uh, dead when I come back, so I don't have to deal with it. And then I'd call someone to clean it up, right? To clean it up. Because I wouldn't want to clean it up. Oh, right. But I just wanted to be, yeah, I wanted to be like undercover spy. I should say that's what it is. So you, I don't need to kill people. I just want to be an undercover spy that infiltrates, you know, What would What dark. would be your, your, your spy name? I don't know, actually. That's it has to good. be a color. Oh, my God. A color, your favorite animal. And your favorite and animal. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe. I'm trying to think. Can I just be unicorn? And unicorn 2-2. 22 is my favorite number. So unicorn 22. I was going to say you, you need like a, like a year after. Yeah, uni- unicorn 22. Perfect. What color is the unicorn? Pink, obviously. Pink unicorn. Because I'd have a pink gun. A pink gun. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be your theme, like pink. Yeah, uh, pink's my, like black is my favorite color of the whole okay. world. But I love hot pink. Like that to me, not to wear, just okay. like in general to look at. I'm into it. So your spy name will be pink unicorn 22? Yeah, I love it. Great. So they're like, psh, but what, over, pink unicorn, 22, Cohen. Wouldn't that imply that there were 21 more pink unicorns before you? No, what you don't realize is there's only me. That's why I'm allowed 22. Right. I'm just trying to make That's up the really rules cool. as I go. And, and, and what, what you do is usually you find these guys at a casino and they're yeah, gambling. Exactly. Macau. And then you sit next to them and then you're like, you're like, hey, sexy. Or, or it's like big top business people. Like yeah. maybe they're doing a wicked deal that's evil and then the government hires me and I go undercover and they all of a sudden they hit it off and they think I'm a friend and I get all I get them drunk and I yeah. get all this information from them yeah. and then I report back to headquarters and then yeah. we take care of them I like that you know I like that I better not poison anyone because yeah. literally this podcast like they're gonna come after me and be like she <laughs> said she loved her her choice of death is somebody poison. dies in your room The I'm, next I'm screwed. Week you I'm, you'll know what's up. I'm screwed. <laughs> great. great. All right. On that note, I'm going to let you go. What time is oh, it? Oh, we're ending on, on guns. It's so Within violent. One, <laughs> one hour and 10 minutes. I oh, like my God. It. We were chitter chattering. Okay, All right. Great. Before we go, if people want to say hi to you, um, they, should go, they, go they should go on my Instagram, Tess Collins Music. All right. Um, DM me, PM me, personal message, direct message, Are whatever you want. You're going to let people slide into your DMs? Oh, they could slide in. Um, and I have Facebook, obviously, Tess Collins Music. Yeah. I have, um, my record's going to be coming out soon. Ooh, beautiful. You know. What's it going to be? Um, well, I'm going to do three small EPs. Like, I'm going to yeah. release a single and then small EPs. And All Narco Corrido. Yes, of course. The yeah. first song is actually called Criminal. So there you go. Oh. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> The song that we're finishing up right now is called Criminal. <laughs> Um, so get ready and yeah, if you want to work on, if you like have projects you want to work on or you want Jordy and I to perform together, Ooh, yeah. which would be amazing. Yeah. Or you just want to come party with us af at Agave after one of Jordy's gigs. Beautiful. We dance all night. Just letting you know ahead of time. <laughs> right? I like it. Done. Oh, thank you so much. All right, hold on. We need to take the, are we taking a selfie? We need to take the selfie. Uh -oh, are you going to put this up with it? Of course. Hold on. Dang. With the view, because it has to. The view has to be oh, there. You want to bump mics? This is my bad side. Bump mics. Oh, but this is my bad side. It doesn't work. It doesn't work? No. I have to come on the other side. All right. Come on the other side. Hold on. <laughs> have you ever met someone that... You can't see the view there. Yeah. We're going to have to do it again. All right. Well, well, this was a blast. There we go. Whatever. Okay. Great.
Thank you. Bye. We got silly, huh? <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Making a Record. Remember, go to makingarecord.net. Uh, click on the Kilohertz plugins banner. You will get a 10% discount on any plugins. Now that you're there, you can go to the episodes channel uh, page and you can listen to all of the episodes that I have done. And uh, actually, on the first page, there's going to be a big subscribe button. Please subscribe to the channel. If you like it, share it with your special someone. Share with your friends. Share with anybody that you think might get something good out of this. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's J-O-R-D-I-E-G-U-Z. Jordy Guz. As in Guzman. That's my last name. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, same thing, Jordy Guz, J-O-R-D-I-E-G-U-Z. Uh, I'm all the time posting updates of, on my upcoming uh, shows and the whole thing. Thank you, everybody, for being here, listening to stupid stuff that we were talking about. Have a great week, and I'm going to talk to you guys very soon.